Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing the Morbius trailer, as well as your feedback. All that right after this ad that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. As we do every week, what do we have on the five-star review docket, my friend? Got Drew Youngblood saying, best MCU podcast. In the months leading up to Endgame, I went through many MCU pods, and this is the only one I continue to listen to today. The variety of topics covered coupled with the knowledge base of both hosts really makes this an enjoyable pod. Keep up the good work. It is truly appreciated. Excelsior! Thank you, Drew Youngblood. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the five-star review. We also, as we've been doing these last few weeks, are going to do a giveaway uh, right now uh, for a free MCU t-shirt. We got a five-star review over on the Star Trek Universe podcast uh, from Amazer AM. Uh, They say, great network. A friend of the best podcast, MCU cast, is a podcast of mine, (laughs) which I really enjoyed. Thank you for that. So Amazer AM, uh, if that is you... Email us at mcucast at gmail.com and we will uh, and we will send you a t-shirt. Just send us your uh, info. Um, cool. And uh, we're doing that again this week. Uh, so uh, we're going to be giving another t-shirt away next week. Anyone who will, even if you've already done it, go to Star Trek Universe Podcast on Apple and give us a five-star review. Um, yeah. And we'll be uh, putting uh, giving another shirt away next week. All right. That's all the business. Let's talk about Morbius. Okay. Jared Leto. Jared Leto, man. Jared Leto. What do you think of Jared Leto? What's your thoughts? Jared Leto has no business looking as good as he does today, being the age that he is. He might actually be a vampire. <laughs> How old is Jared Leto? I'm looking. 48. Wow. Right? Wow, he might be a vampire. You're on something. He might be a real vampire. Dude. Yeah. That's crazy. He I did looks, not know that. I did not know that I, at all. I, I thought he was younger. Yeah, he looks like wow. a thirty-year-old man. He really does. That's crazy, and he looks—he looked great in this trailer. Um, yep, looks, he looks the same as he did in uh, *Requiem for a Dream*. Yeah, he really does, man. What's your deal? What's your what's your secret, Jared Leto? <laughs> Teach me the ways of the Leto. <laughs> Vampirism. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Good, good, good call. I, didn't, I just didn't. Re- I don't know. I guess I'd forgotten that was him in that in that in a uh, that movie, um, Requiem for a Dream. Uh, yeah, and that's, the, that's nuts. The blonde guy in Fight Club, like he looks exactly like that. Yeah, he hasn't aged. I think people in Hollywood have just found the secrets to like looking forever young. And I mean, you know, it's probably like you know, money. It, yeah, it is money for sure. But it's, <laughs> it's probably all kinds of things they're doing to themselves. But like, yeah money <laughs> it is funny like never mind i'm not gonna say it i like to talk about it yeah it's funny how much money can make you look better mm-hmm. um <laughs> it'll make you more stereotypically attractive um, <laughs> it's just, it, it, it is it's funny I, I i deal with it a lot because i'm always like work i'm working weddings uh and so i work these high dollar weddings with my wedding band and we walk in and like the really high dollar ones they come in and every man and woman on the stage that's in the wedding party is like super attractive. It's like, it's like a whole group of models and I'm like, Oh, right. Money. (laughs) It's it's like when you don't have to worry about, uh, making ends meet, you can spend a lot more time uh, and money on yourself, making yourself look good. Cool. That's great to know. 
Um, <laughs> I'd like to get there someday. Me too. Be nice. Um, all right. So let's talk about Morbius. I don't know what, the, what we're doing. Vampirism. Um, we're talking we're ta- vampirism. We're talking, we are talking vampirism. <laughs> money Money is the real vampirism. Ooh. That's not a not Money's a bad, the real uh, vampire. Yeah. It's not a bad uh, little uh, call there. That's not a bad like connection to make. I'm glad we got there. So this is a Sony movie. Like we need to we need to say that way out in front. This is a Sony Pictures movie. It's true. This is not this is not a Marvel Studios film. Mm-hmm. This is a Sony movie. And I, I feel like they're kind of I don't know, they're they're using that association with Marvel to to try to sell this movie. Absolutely. By saying, like, this is from the studio that brought you Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home and Venom. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you brought us Venom. Marvel Cinematic, or the Marvel Studios people, they brought us Spider-Man. Mm, I don't think that's true, though. They they were creative consultants, but Mar- Sony Pictures still released. Still, still, Pictures still, still, still made both, both those movies. I mean, See, Sony Sony financed it, but Marvel had the creative control. Yeah, that's true. That's and that's true. what makes me say that they didn't bring us that movie. I mean, yeah, maybe they they like physically brought it from one place to another. You know, I, they they took it from Marvel and gave it to the the theaters to to produce or to like the show, but they didn't make it. You know, and I, I feel like th- there's a, a distinction that needs to be made. This is. This is Sony riding the coattails of what Marvel has done for them. I agree. I completely agree. Uh, it, it, this is clearly them trying to get on board, which they have done with mixed success. I mean, clearly the, uh, the the Spider-Man movies have been great because they gave them creative control, and Venom was not great, just kind of okay. I am I am worried that this won't be as good, but I yeah. feel like we have to talk about it because it's clearly connected to those Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Well, it's, it's got Michael Keaton in it. Yep. Michael <laughs> Keaton as, uh, as the vulture, we're assuming. We're, we're left to assume that, but his name is never said. It's true. Uh, I'm assuming he's the vulture though. It looked like he was in a, like a jumpsuit, like a prison jumpsuit even. Um, we'll get to that. That's, that's the, the tag at the end of the trailer. Yes. Um, uh, I think that the, the, it looks overall, this movie looks interesting. Um, it, it just as a, if it were not connected, would I watch this movie? I don't know. It does look good. It looks well done. It looks like the character of Morbius ha- seems to have a lot of pathos, the origin they're working with. Yeah. We see his fall from grace, you know, being a, a doctor helping people trying to cure himself, uh, you know, as is many doctor tales in, in movies. Um, He's trying to cure his own uh, rare blood disorder that he and, says he has. Well, they also show him caring for others with the same blood disorder. And he's like, the reason I'm still here is to solve this for everyone kind of thing. So there's there's also, they, they give him a save the cat moment right there in the trailer where he's like working with young children who need, uh, who yep. need the same cure. Yep. Yep. And it looks like they're just, okay. This is this is a slight bit of comics knowledge coming out. Um, I'm not incredibly familiar with Morbius, the Living Vampire, um, but he is he is one of Spider-Man's Rogues Gallery. Uh, originally, uh, you know, just being a, a horror genre type villain that eventually did the same thing that Venom does, where he he eventually becomes an antihero and you know goes to sort of be on the side of good, kind of right. for the most part. 
Um, and it seems that that's what they're they're doing here. That's the same thing that they did with Venom, is where they just jump straight to that, where uh, he doesn't like have his uh, his fall from grace and then just go straight to being a bad guy. He you know gets this thing and wants to do good with it, maybe because yeah. it seems like he's trying to to track it and and you know describe his his uh, symptoms, quote unquote, uh, and the changes that are in him, and in doing so you know, maybe goes further into it. I don't know. I, you know, obviously I don't know everything about it. The movie's not out yet, but it seems like they're doing that sort of thing. That's what I'm gleaning from it. Yeah. I actually, I watched a few videos this week on Morbius just to try to familiarize myself with the comics. And uh, apparently the writers in, in the original, even in the original run, like where he's just the bad guy for Spider-Man, they apparently still tried to write him in a way that gave him a lot, as I said before, pathos. Like they gave him sort of like the sort of tragic, he's always been a tragic figure who sort of had this thrust upon him. Like, uh, you know, there, there are, He's never been a just sort of mustache twirling villain, I guess, is is the way they put it, uh, you know, that he's he's always had sort of this tragic background that caused him. He was like a good doctor who ended up ha- going bad um, instead yeah. of just like, you know, what, whatever, uh, you know, he's not just a bad guy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he originally came out in the 70s and Marvel was uh, was all about tragic characters having, you know, super angsty backstories at that point. Yeah. So there's... There's like multiple shots in this trailer where he's like huddled over someone. There's a shot where he, where there's like an orderly running from something and then it shows him on the ground coming up and then there's another shot in another part of the trailer where he's like over someone's body screaming like he's in pain or like he like he regrets something almost. And like I wonder if they're going to go with like he's so hungry for blood that he like he just can't stop himself. Yeah, like he actually does the full vampire turn. Like it seems like maybe they will let him go there, but I'm not sure. Will they let him like kill some innocents at a point in this movie? <laughs> kill innocent people. That's that's the thing is like he can be all super vampiric when he's fighting against people who are, you know, like trying to use his powers for bad or trying to capture him to study him or whatever. But if he kills innocent people and consumes their uh not flesh cuz that's venom consumes their blood is that okay <laughs> oh i mean is Obviously it okay not. is one thing uh, clearly not but like it's also would be are they gonna think, let it go that far yeah are they gonna let are they gonna let him get there because i think in the comics he does get there and then he kind of comes back from that and and it, i don't know it looks like maybe they will because they have this whole conversations about uh him and his like looks like his mentor maybe have conversations about what you know what makes uh, wh- wh- how far is it okay to go to find the cure? And the, his mentor says, his mentor, who looks like double his age, but is probably like a couple years older than Jared Leto. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy that Jared Leto's 48. I can't believe that. Um, You're talking about Jared Harris there. Yeah. How, how old is Jared Harris? Uh, he was born I'm, in 61. I'm really curious. Oh, wait, 61. So that would be 60-ish. Um, uh, he would be 50, he's 58. 59. He's 58. Jared Leto is 48. Like barely, barely older than, <laughs> I mean, 10 years, 10 he's years, is 10 years, nothing older. to see that. Um, okay. But yeah, I'd be interested to see if they let him go that far. I think that would make for a more interesting, uh, character, although it would make him harder to root for. 
Um, but maybe the hunger's so strong. It's just the other classic vampire story, you know? The yeah. hunger's so strong, but it's also this classic Venom story, too. Yeah, you're right. There are a lot of parallels here, so. Mm-hmm. And that's something I'm worried about, is that they're going to be leaning so hard on those parallels that they're not going to tell a good story. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about the MCU of it all, because that's really why we're here. I mean, yes. That's why, why we're doing this. Uh, Spider-Man so, is featured in the trailer. Well, with the with the words murderer across uh, his I mean he is uh, like he is I know there's a lot of tricky things but there is a Spider-Man in this trailer with murderer scrawled across his uh chest in the uh, on the wall. But if you look at it <laughs> the uh, the the Spider-Man that's featured there is the uh the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man suit. Yes, that is true. <clears throat> And it's it's not our Tom Holland suit. But, I mean, Murderer being scrawled on it is, like, a direct callback to the very end of Far From Home, uh, where... Um, Spider-Man's frame for the murder of Mysterio. Yes. J. Jonah Jameson, J.K. Simmons, uh, is is putting Peter in a bad light, we'll say. <laughs> yeah. So, I think, I, think, I think we're supposed to believe that, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know what, why they use the wrong... Uh, Spider-Man. I don't know if that's a rights thing. I don't know if like Marvel Studios can only use the Spider-Man with that suit. I just don't know. Um, that's weird, right? It is weird. It's real weird. So that's strange, but I still think we have to assume it's it's part of the Tom Holland's universe. Maybe not though. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe all of this is happening. Venom and Morbius. I actually kind of love it if we get like an adult Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. <laughs> Just like all of a sudden pops out, um, and then and then it turns <laughs> Where he's out he's been Spider Man for a while. Yeah, exactly. And then like he's the uh, he's the pudgy Spider Man from exact- into oh, the Spider Verse. That would be so good. It would be so good, right? Like if they it just, would be so good. What if they made? What if Sony after the Mar- like say the Marvel deal falls apart or whatever, then they just straight up make into the Spider Verse, and like our Spider Man ends up going into the Spider Verse where he meets, you know whatever all these other spider-man and of course uh it'd be great if miles was there or M- miles yeah. is the main character of an into the spider-verse movie in the actual sony movies like it'd be real neat i'd be down <laughs> that would be oh man i you know i would like them to to bring this into the spider-verse and and have like the live action with the um the uh, cg the you know the animated stuff like have that interact together sort of like uh who framed roger rabbit except <laughs> who framed peter parker who framed peter parker oh, Matt, it would be so yes good. please make a who framed peter parker movie that sounds oh amazing <laughs> oh that would be so good <laughs> okay i'm all right i'm good i'm good no that's a great idea <laughs> oh man like what what if what if they did that with the spider verse like into the spider verse uh the, the the into the spider verse like being made by sony has nothing to do with marvel what if they did who framed peter parker and like it's it's the all the characters we know from the spider verse jumping over to one of the previous sony universes either the Toby Maguire or the um uh, or, or the uh oh gosh Andrew Garfield or both and like mixing those all together and then maybe maybe Tom Holland jumps in too but like just all the stuff that Sony owns gets like yes. jumbled together and it's called Who Framed Peter Parker Oh it'd be so it's good. Real good. It's a real good idea. Oh. Love it. Okay. Um and then the other big connection in this trailer is clearly Mr. Adrian Toomes we are assuming shows up. We're assuming. I I think we have to assume. Yeah, I th- well, 
I don't think we have to. I think that we're being led to assume by Sony because I don't trust Sony. Damn it. <laughs> they didn't make a good Venom movie. I'm sorry. They didn't make an awesome Venom movie the way that Marvel made awesome Spider-Man movies. And I, again, I feel that Morbius is interesting because of his connection to Spider-Man and, and his, you know, he goes into darkness and then is brought back out of it. It's less about Spider-Man with, with him than it is like Venom to Spider-Man. Um, but it's still like, this is a character that was brought out because of his, his connection with Spider-Man. Yes, but a lot less so. Uh, I don't feel like there's anything in the Morbius story that like, is he with Venom? It's like parts of the way his suit look are because of Spider-Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. he is Venom, who he is as a character is sort of imprinted on by Spider-Man and the right. way he moves and all this stuff, like the way he web swings and stuff like that all seems to like come from his spider the times he was with Spider-Man and like uh, Morbius doesn't have that. And so I'm not as upset about this being a separate movie, but I do. It's tough because they're making all these movies. Sony's making all these movies about villains and they're not letting them be villains first. And so it makes the anti-hero part of it. It's like, when you when you have a team up movie, right? There's almost always one guy with a dark checkered past. It's like when when you watch the X Men, it's always Wolverine. You know, he's the guy that's kind of gruff, and then you got all these goody goodies. And I don't know that we've ever seen it done well, where there's just a bunch of anti heroes put together. Like, why would they even work together? I don't know. It just seems weird. Yeah, I mean, it it seems like we're going for anti hero here, but then at the end, it looks like Adrian Toomes wants to recruit him. And, you know, that's obvious call to the Sinister Six, which would be a great thing to do in, you know, in, in film form for, for Spider-Man. But I don't think that, I don't think that what they're trying to show us Morbius is and Morbius being that bad are the same thing. Right. Or even Adrian Toomes, who, while yeah. he's a, he's a real scary guy in, in the, in, in the homecoming movie, He's, he's also, like, makes the decision in the end to save Peter. Like, not to rat him out to um, Scorpion or whatever. And so, like, I don't know. It, it, it does. It feels like, it, I don't know how we'd get a Sinister Six movie, especially a Sinister Six movie with the, with the motivation they have in the comic books to kill Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. You know? Maybe, maybe a Sinister Six that comes together to do something different that then, like... Spider-Man needs to stop them or whatever. Maybe maybe Tombs convinces Morbius to work with him for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm, I, this, this is the problem. So, like, when I watch a Marvel movie and there's this big confusing thing where I'm like, I don't know what they're doing here. It excites me. Uh, because Sony has not earned my trust, it just makes me nervous that they're going to get their chocolate in my peanut butter and, like, kind of... <laughs> mess with kind of ruin it yeah they're gonna mess with the mcu in a way that like well these movies are clearly connected to the mcu but man they are these movies suck you know yeah it's kind of the same way that uh inhumans was just not so great and well, sort of seemed to taint the uh taint the name all right so let's not venom's not great but it's not inhumans bad <laughs> So let's, oh, let's, let's not go overboard here. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, we got a few pieces of feedback uh, related to the Morbius uh, trailer, I think. Uh, yeah, Tyson Trujillo said, uh, so feedback from the Morbius trailer. It almost seems like the Vulture is going to be the Nick Fury for the Sinister Six. Uh, it seems promising since he was Tom's first real villain. What do you guys think? Venom, Spidey, team up against Sinister Six? I, I, 
I guess, but what, where, where does Morbius fall in all of this? I mean, we just talked about it, but yeah, like I think I, I think he's right. I think that's what they're trying to do here is have him be the Tony Stark of it all. But as much as I love Michael Keaton as Adrian Toomes, I don't know that the world is going to respond to a Adrian Toomes one or like a Michael Keaton walking around building a Sinister Six like they did to uh, Nick Fury. Or, or Tony Stark, you know? Like, that's just not the same thing. Yeah. It's a connection. They're, they're drawing connections, and I don't know what their plans are. I just don't know what their plans are. Yeah. It would. It probably would not be great for him to be building a Sinister Six right at the same time that everybody's expecting Thunderbolts or uh, or Norman Osborn and Dark Reign. Yeah. And Dark Avengers like that. Like, it, it would be like, oh, look, Sony's doing the exact same thing. And they're saying it's all connected, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't, I don't trust Sony. And it just seems like, I just wish they could get together on their shit. Like I don't mind if Sony was doing this, if I thought they were doing it fully with Marvel's blessing and like that it was part of the overall plan. But uh, we just seen some like sort of like interactions between like Kevin Feige and some of the Sony execs where they seem to have different ideas of the future. And it seems like they made a great deal to make the story of the infinity saga finish properly with Spider-Man um, but man, at what cost, <laughs> you know, <laughs> at what cost, <laughs> when is when is the cure stop being worth it? You know? Yeah. You know, what would be better is if, uh, if Morbius, um, was walking, you know, he's walking past Adrian Toomes, Adrian Toomes like, Hey, what's up doc? And like, wants to try to get him to, to join. And he's just like, piss off and leaves and doesn't get recruited. But then we see Morbius later encounter Blade, Marshall Ali yeah. as Blade with this Jared Leto Morbius would, I think that that would be a much better uh, pairing. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, and, and they're building like if they're doing a Blade, but that's MCU though, right? That's full it studios. Is. So yeah, I just don't know, man. Like I feel like you're, if you're going to have Morbius in this universe, crossing them over with Blade is, like has to happen. But like it has to if it's. If Sony's doing their weird thing and Marvel doesn't really care, then I just don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. I'm worried about the future. <laughs> you know, I was uh, I was looking at um, at the IMDb list because I'd seen uh, Tyrese Gibson in the uh, in the trailer and was like, "Who is this guy?" Uh, it looks like Tyrese Gibson is playing Simon Stroud, uh, and <clears throat> the um, the character Simon Stroud is from comics, but he's a Shield agent. Huh. Interesting. And you see Tyrese Gibson in this trailer at one point. Uh, it looks like he's in a forest, but he's yeah. got a bunch of like tech type things on his arm. Huh. Interesting. So it's, it's like he's enhanced, so to speak. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's I, just, I just don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's like they're taking it too far. And I'm like, you're, you're doing too many things at once. Sony, like this is your, this has always been Sony's problem. Is that they're like, oh, that first one was good. Let's do all of it. Let's yeah. let's completely open the floodgate and just let it all happen. Because I mean, they're also they also got Matt uh, Matt Smith in there, who's being he's portraying Loxius Crown, who is Hunger, who is uh, you know a vampire um, sort of. Okay, see, I didn't I didn't know who he was playing. So that's that's neat. Yeah, he's a vampiric being. Um, who just kind of gives into the bloodlust. Like it was experiments that, uh, that Morbius did, 
uh, on himself that he also, you know, kind of had had benefit from. I don't remember if he necessarily took part in it, but you know, the same sort of thing that made Morbius made him. Okay, and he's you know he's also fought Spider Man, he's fought Morbius himself. So you know, it just seems that they're going you know full bore with this, and I and then Adrian Toomes in there too, and then maybe Shield. Like, yeah. Like, stop, slow down. <laughs> yeah. Build, build a thing we like and then try to build a universe around it, you know, but which, you know, to be fair, uh, like, like hunger could just be the bad guy for this movie. Like it may not be that they're trying to build a big thing. It seems like the only real connection that we know is, um, is, is them trying to build the world is Adrian tombs, which I actually think it's a mistake to even put that in the trailer. Like, if I'd gone to see Morbius, now that I know he's there, I'm like kind of worried about Morbius. <laughs> like I'm worried about the connection that's going to have and what it's going to do for the <laughs> timeline. If I had gone into theaters and just watched you Morbius just enjoyed it. <laughs> and then I saw Adrian Toomes, I would have fr- flipped out and been like, oh my gosh, it's Adrian Toomes. He's there. Now what does it mean? You know, like that. that we didn't know Nick Fury was going to be at the end of Iron Man one. You know what I mean? Right. Like we didn't, well, actually I I take that back. I was about to say, we didn't know that Tony Stark was going to be in Hulk, but we did actually, they released an an ad the week that Hulk came out. They were like, Hey, you know how much you like the Iron Man? (laughs) Guess where he is. (laughs) He's in this movie too. (laughs) I don't remember that. Oh, maybe I didn't. Maybe they didn't. Maybe I'm making that up. I thought they had it in an ad, but maybe it's just, maybe it was just word of mouth. I don't know. It's very, very possible. I, uh, I didn't actually see the original, um, the Incredible Hulk when it originally came out in theaters. Um, I like, I, I think I pirated it and watched it then and was like, okay, this is good enough for me to go see. Cause you know, it was, it was all right. It wasn't the worst movie ever, but it wasn't great. I was like, okay, I can go see this. And then I actually went to go see it in theaters, but I, uh, I had to, I had to vet it first because hmm. you know, I got hurt by Eric Bana Hulk well, the, the, that's exact, it's exactly what we're talking about with the Sony stuff. It's like, we've been hurt before, Sony. <laughs> <laughs> Recently. We trust Marvel Studios because they've given us so many good things, but don't just trust everybody. But the, the real problem for, with all of this is that most people don't follow this stuff like we follow this on this podcast. And so there's going to be a lot of people out there who see Adrian Toomes and see the thing where it says made by the people who made Far From Home, and they go, uh, yeah. It's all in the same universe. It must all be the same people. And then they start making these sort of watered-down movies that suddenly everybody starts to see the Marvel name and go, well, those last three Marvel movies weren't very good. Even if Marvel Studios keeps killing it, they might be going like, mm, yeah, but the, those last few that you know Spider-Man were in, was in weren't very good, so maybe I won't go see Black Widow or whatever. I won't go see um, Eternals or whatever, you know? Yeah. I don't okay. know if I want to go watch Black Panther 2. Because, yeah, anything like that. Yeah, because Doctor Strange Venom, Venom Two was bad, so I don't want to go yeah. see Doctor Strange. It's like uh, you're you you kind of watering down your brand. Yeah, and you know if Marvel's killing it and then releases X Men movies, you know that's a new kind of a new franchise. I mean, it still you know would be in the same verse, but it would be a new franchise, right? So you know the people might be put off by oh, new franchise. You know, Marvel should stick with what they've already got. And hmm. mm, I don't know. It's like you said, it's, it's troublesome having somebody that doesn't have our trust, try to use our trust in another studio to bring us into this movie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
All right, uh, Adrian Sparks says, uh, we've already kind of talked, touched on a lot of this, but Morbius trailer looks really good, plus shocking connections. I would be overjoyed if Blade appeared in the end credits. Yeah, that's exactly what Jeff said. Yeah, I think that Blade would be a perfect fit for this. I think really. Blade would be a better fit, because then Blade has that moral quandary of, like, how far is too far for this guy to go before I have to put him down? Yeah. And, and see, that's the thing. That, that sounds like something that they'd obviously, that sounds like Daredevil versus Punisher. And that's right? the exact conversation they would be having. And it's like, that's the one thing I miss with these movies is they often don't take the time to have those ethical discussions that I feel like are so where, where I want the, uh, I want that to be where things rest. You know, I want to talk about those things and, uh, you know, we don't get that. <laughs> We're not allowed to have that. We're not, why can't we have nice things, Jeff? We can't kidding. have nice things, I'm just Matt. kidding. We got Avengers Endgame this year. Like, like yeah, what, am I, what am I complaining about? What do you mean this year? Oh, yeah. It is, it is a new year. Sorry. It is 2020. 2020. Uh, which, speaking of, uh, Jonathan Kim uh, sent this thing saying, really, one nomination shakes my head. Talking about the Oscars nominated Avengers for visual effects and nothing else. What are your thoughts? Um... As much as I like Endgame, as much as I am such a fan of this of this verse, I know that the Oscars are all about uh, campaign money and or like campaigning for it, as well as uh, doing artsy fartsy things rather than like they don't like the big cinematic adventure that we that we've had. You know, they like Martin Scorsese. Yeah. So what you're saying is it's bullshit, but the Oscars are always bullshit. So what does it matter? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's fair. I do think that Endgame is is an amazing feat. And by snubbing it, it's kind of like, yeah, you're really like shooting yourself in the foot because it's, it's, it, this is not just a bubblegum pop, you know, kids movie. This is a really well done piece of art. And I think it probably deserves a little more, but I also understand that probably most of the Oscar voters haven't seen all the movies leading up. So maybe they didn't even understand yeah. it. Well, that's that's the thing, though. Is Endgame is really like if you if you step back and look at it as just the film by itself, without all of the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe leading up to this, you have no clue what's going on. None of it makes any sense. Yeah, but I mean, the Oscars gave Lord of the Rings three all the Oscars because it was sort of like an acknowledgement of the feat that they had accomplished with all three of them. Like the third one wasn't the best one. It was just that like you know, you did the third one. So they, they gave him like so many Oscars and it was kind of like acknowledging this crazy feat that they had. And yeah, I feel like in game is even bigger than that. And like a it much is. bigger feat, like not just three movies with crazy effects and crazy new kinds of storytelling, but like 23, is that right? Am I right? It was the 22nd movie. 22nd, 20. Yeah. So I just feel like they could have done it. I feel like they should have given them something, but that's, that's 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 me. That's my me and my little soapbox. Yep, the Oscars are bullshit. They've always been bullshit. You're right. Good point. What's Nathaniel <laughs> Muzzy got to say? Uh, Nathaniel Muzzy says, assuming no major scandals, etc. When it's all said and done, will Kevin Feige be considered the most influential person in movies of our generation? I think he will be. Unfortunately, I think he won't be credited credited for the great stuff he did because if you listen to most movie bloggers and movie talkers just like we're talking about the oscars like they they rag on marvel movies because they're all connected like they 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 get in they get really um mad about marvel movies as if there's no substance there and like the problem is most people like 
the, I think the, the ongoing effect that Kevin Feige's like going to have on the world and has already had is that everyone wants a universe. Now a movie is not big enough anymore. Everyone wants to build a universe. Yep. And the problem is no one is doing it right. Kevin Feige did it well. <laughs> And everyone else is like, hey, I can do that. We can make movies that connect. And like, no, you got to really take care to build the characters. And just like we're talking about with Sony. Uh, so so I, I fear that in 20 years, we're going to look back and see a bunch of horrible franchises littering the highway. And everyone goes, <laughs> this is Marvel's fault. You know, Marvel started <laughs> you did this. this to us. Marvel started this, made all the money, and now everybody wants some of that money. But that's not Marvel's fault. Marvel made all the money because they made great movies, you know? Like, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, so they, it makes me mad that, like, the industry doesn't understand that, like, Marvel's popular not because – not just because it's connected. is It's popular because they make good movies. Yep. And a lot of the industry gets mad at it and doesn't uh, acknowledge the work they've done. I mean, it, it took five movies before. Like, they made five movies – before they went to uh, the the sixth one to let everybody play together, like yeah, we saw like hints. We had yeah. cameos of, of people in the various movies leading up to it. Like you know, we got RDJ coming into the Incredible Hulk right at the end of it. But like they weren't really in the same movie. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah, yeah, for it, sure. It took them six movies to get there. It and took like, a minute. They, yeah. They t- there was five five great movies. Well, okay, five movies and like three great ones. And it was like. <laughs> You know, uh, I'm just teasing. Not probably four, four great movies uh, in the in that first run, and it's like that's how you build a universe. You build good single stories, and you take care with all of your stories, and you have a plan. They they had a, they they've always talked about how they have like plans for the next like 15 years or whatever. You know, yeah. Um, and now they're getting all these rights back. I just can't wait to see what they do with with it. Um, it's just I, I see them poisoning the well a little bit though with like all the Sony stuff, and it makes me worried. Yeah, well, that's Sony's fault. Yeah, really, it's just that Marvel needs to to buy back the rights to Spider-Man. And if Sony yeah. doesn't want to do that, then they just need to buy Sony. Yeah. Disney I, needs to just buy the Sony Pictures division and do it like, better. I as a as a man who believes in competition, I don't know, man. I'm, I worry <laughs> I worry about Disney owning all of it. But but I just want them to own all of Marvel. I don't want them all to own all of movies, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Yeah. I just wish that Marvel hadn't sold the rights off in such a crazy way. But I also know that Marvel was about to go bankrupt if they didn't do that. They did go bankrupt. Right, right, right. I I, I guess I mean like they were about to shut down if they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Bankruptcy doesn't really mean what. They were like, we'll sell these rights off to make these movies. And when people make these movies, it'll bring people over. It'll bring the, the viewers over to buy comic books. Yeah. That's the plan. That was the plan. Great plan, guys. <laughs> that is not what they did. Okay. <laughs> All right, so next up, Ashley Coffin said, I'm behind on the scary moments convo. Did anyone say in Spider-Man Homecoming when Peter gets buried under all the debris from that building? It's so claustrophobic and you really feel like you're getting buried right there with him. Yeah, that's a that's a good call. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I don't know that that's necessarily like scary, like like classic horror. Yeah, and no, but it's it's definitely it is definitely extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, it's suspenseful. It's you know it it makes you squirm in your seat. Like oh god, ugh, this ugh, being buried alive. It's my worst fear. Yeah, well, it's also just it's it's a low point for his character in a way that most movies don't let us do anymore. Like they they always make your heroes look so cool that you you got to have that moment where your hero is actually torn down. You know. You got to show that they can fall. Otherwise, nothing matters. 
because they yeah. can just blast through it. Uh, I was I was too busy getting all like choked up over that scene being panel for panel from the comics. I was I was too busy getting all like riled up over that. I was too actually. It's a really an amazing, amazing scene. Really great. Yep. Yep. Uh, so next up, Matthew Turner said, "Dude, scariest moment in the MCU. I can't believe no one mentioned the driving to the prom scene in the car when Michael Keaton realizes Peter is Spidey. It is chilling." And so takes meeting your girlfriend's dad to the next level. <laughs> that I can say, like, I can get fully entirely behind that being like a true horror movie moment. Cause that's yeah. the realization that this guy is the bad guy that you've been fighting against or, or trying to want to stop. And yeah. he realizes that you're, you are his enemy. Well, it's like, it's that the killer is inside the house moment. Yes. Oh, Oh man, it's so good! <laughs> I'm getting squirmy just thinking about it. Yeah, no, I, I'm totally with him. I think that is a great horror moment. It's a different kind of horror. It's not like you know whatever gross horror or like uh, it's not gory. It's not gory or it's not the gory horror. It's not even, but but it's it's like that sort of like home invasion, like real life sort of like horror movie that you get in, in a, lot of, a lot of times. And I, yeah, that's intense. That's a great call. It's a great yeah, call. That's the uh, the suspense horror I like to call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Where it just it like makes you not want to breathe. And I remember being in the theater, not breathing for a good long while while they were having their conversation. Yeah. Uh, Simon Potter's up next. Simon Potter is throwing some feedback from an episode from November 2018. Nice. Nice. I, I like it. <laughs> it's just, just stumbled back onto the old Marvel for President cast from November 2018. In the intro, you suggest a reverse list. Uh, consisting of evil characters in power. If this is still on the cards, might I suggest the Punisher as Secretary of Defense or Defense Secretary? I don't know what you call it over the pond. This would be a great addition to Norman Osborn as POTUS. Man, Frank Castle for Defense Secretary. <laughs> that's a bad idea. It's a legit bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> like that's it. a really bad idea, and I love it. Yeah, it's real good. And, and also, I love the feedback from like a year and a half ago. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean,. <laughs> It's cool. Maybe we should revisit some of our discussions from back then. Yeah, man, we should do some more episodes like that. I, I really like just doing like, yeah, we've we've had we've done a lot of that in this little gulf that we've had of content. But we're I, I thought we were getting uh, stuff soon, like in January. But we're not. We're not. We're not getting stuff until May, right? We basically have no more Marvel content until May, right? Yeah, that's the look of it. All right. I really thought Shield was coming sooner, but it looks like Shield's going to be the summer. Again, yep. so no, that's a bummer. Uh, we 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 got five more months to fill. <laughs> <laughs> we can have all kinds of crazy podcasts. Well, the fun thing is, uh, which I, and I say five months, it's actually four months now. Uh, but the fun thing is, uh, we're we're starting the hype train for all this other stuff, and that's real cool. That's exciting, and yeah, like man. like we're doing these trailer breakdowns and stuff. And I'm I this is this is where we get to do some of the cooler stuff. And by the way, I, I posted it. I'm going to repost it on our Patreon. Our patrons, there's there's a lot of people on our. Patreon who get um, commission an episode level. Um, and we have a form that they can fill out to commission an episode, but we haven't gotten many of those. So I'm going to post that again on the Patreon and you guys that have, if you have commissions, get them in because we would do them. Uh, we've got some, we've got some gaps in time. I think that we can probably fill in, fit in some commissions. So yeah, it's been a while since we've gotten a commission and we will do your crazy episode idea because yeah, like some of you 
you know, literally pay us extra money so you can get a commission. And we haven't gotten many of those. So I'm going to, I'll put that back on the Patreon this week. Uh, by the way, patreon.com slash you want to support the cast, you can get that $3 tier that gives you the commission in an episode. Uh, all right, guys. Well, that's, uh, that's all our feedback for today. And we'll be back real soon. Um, we uh, are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at all the places. Uh, go review the Star Trek Universe Podcast on Apple Podcasts and uh, be entered for a shirt this week. And also be entered for a free uh, video game, the, the Avengers video game that comes out in May. We're going to give that away to one lucky. That's the big prize. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, do that, and uh, we'll be back with you very soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers.